very wise shepherd that loved on me many years ago taught me that sometimes when you don't know where God is, you have to treasure hunt. You have to look for where God's working. And for me, often God's provision is not what I see in the moment. I have to look backwards. It's often in the unanswered prayers, which there is a country song about that. Has anyone ever had a prayer that they prayed and begged and he said no and you looked back and thought, thank you for being wise and knowing that the answer was no. I have several boyfriends that my mom can attest that I prayed into my life and she was praying them out and she won. God knew. Oh, did he know. Um, there are a lot of times it's in the nose to certain situations or activities or friendships or relationships. Sometimes it's the yeses that he calls you into that you're like, I'm, I don't want to do that. And he says, but you are. Those are God's provision. And so often we have to look backwards and we see his masterful weaving because there's no coincidences come to play. And that is what today is about. So if you all did all of your homework, I hope that you enjoyed Delectio Divina. If you did not do that day, we're going to do it together. Lecti Divina is not some weird thing we're introducing here. It's actually Latin for divine reading. And what it is is it's an activity to, to bonus. It's a bonus. It's a way of reading scripture and concentrating on scripture and allowing the Lord to open up parts of scripture that you're either familiar with or totally unfamiliar with and letting him guide you into something new he wants you to know about it. Um, we're going to use a different form of Lectio Divina. We're going to practice the traditional form, but we're going to use a prompt. And this is what Chris and I got to experience at Irving Bible Church last year together. You notice there were pictures all over this room. And so they gave us about a minute and I'm going to pray for you. And we, we asked the Holy Spirit would lead the choice that you choose. We're not going to give you very long. And I'm going to ask that the Lord will lead you to the first thing that grabs your, your attention. So you're going to get a little bit of time to look, but truly it's going to be God's choosing, not yours. So you may understand completely why you chose the picture you chose, or you may have no idea. But our prayer is that through the reading of the scripture, he's going to reveal what he wanted you to understand in that picture and why that selection was chosen. Now, there are multiple shots of the same picture, so no one needs to fight over a certain picture. There's multiple. And if you don't get the one you want, it's because it wasn't the right one. So I'm going to lead us through the Lectio Divina. I'm going to prompt you. You don't have to work with anybody. This is totally on your own, and I'm going to guide you, and we're going to make it a very relaxing and quiet and serene environment. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit in and ask him to work in a mighty way amongst us. But I promise you, last night as we were doing this activity, everyone's eyes were like this. <laughs> like, what are we doing? I promise. There's no sacrifice. There's no pain. <laughs> Nothing bad is going to happen when we do this. I promise. But it was awesome because when we got done, we had ladies who are very familiar with this particular scripture that said they heard things they had never heard. We had a sweet teacher ask us to come and do this activity at one of our high schools because she thought her students would love it. I'm telling you, I hope that you love it. I am very familiar with Psalm 23. This might be one that you're very familiar with. And I thought, what am I going to hear? I know that by heart. Every time I do this, I hear something different. So I can't wait to see what y'all thought. So if you did the homework and you've done this, this will be a little bit different. And if you didn't do your homework, we close the doors and launch you in. You get to do it now. Okay, so if we'll dim the lights, we're going to start some soft music. And I'm going to ask you all, when you pick up your picture, I'm going to tell you when to find a seat. And I'm going to ask you to go wherever you want in the church. You can spread out. You can leave your stuff where you're at because I'm going to ask you to come back towards each other. But if you want to be kind of private, you're welcome to go anywhere you want because you don't really have to see necessarily unless you want to take notes. Um, there will be some areas that you can write in that I'm going to ask you to write, but I'm not a writer always, so I don't always write, so it's totally up to you. But you're going to ask you to spread out anywhere you want in the sanctuary, and we're going to do this activity, and then we'll come back together. So I'm going to start the music, and we're going to dim the lights, and I'm going to give you one minute after I pray, and I'll tell you go. But you don't have to run. Don't run. Because it will be a little bit dark. No, no injuries in Lectio Divina. <clears throat> okay, let me pray for us.
Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, for the awesome opportunity it is to be a part of this incredible way of hearing from you that you have given us. This is a gift um, that I wasn't aware of, um, and I've loved you for a long time. And so it was a gift I wasn't expecting, and I have used and learned and just savored every moment. I ask, God, that you prepare our hearts to receive what you have for each of us in your word in Psalm 23. I ask, God, that you would um, instill a choice in each of these ladies. You know what picture they need to see. You know what you want to share with them. There's no wrong or right answer in this activity. This is totally a relationship between you and them, an intimate time. I just ask, God, that you'll open their eyes and give them the world without and the, and the decision to pick up the first one you say pick up. I thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do and ask, God, that you will use this activity to not only bless this time this morning, but it would be something that we would instill in their hearts that they would enjoy and maybe share for years to come. We love you and ask, God, that you, are, you would be amongst us. You are welcome in this place. We love and thank you and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Go. started. Okay, so I'm going to guide you through the whole thing. You don't have to do anything. You don't need to bring out that psalm. I'm going to read it over you. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and listen to the psalm, listen to the words, and I'm going to prompt you every step of the way. We're going to read it several times, and we're going to pray several times, and each time I'm going to give you a different emphasis within the scripture to practice and to listen and to hear from him on. Okay, so we're going to, if you'll close your eyes, we're going to read Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now I'm going to ask you to just meditate. Let that scripture, scripture soak into your soul and your mind and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what he wants you to hear, what he wants you to understand, what he wants you to focus in on. Certain words, certain phrases, ideas, concepts, truth. I want you to focus in on that as I read, and then we're going to move forward. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. 
Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm going to ask you to take about a minute, and you can write down anything that the Lord revealed to you that he wants you to remember, or you can focus just in on him and him speaking to you. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Heavenly Father, I ask God that you would move in these ladies' hearts and in their souls to understand what you wanted them to identify, to understand, and the picture that you had them choose in correlation to this scripture. What is the meaning behind the choice that you guided them in choosing that particular picture? What is the purpose? What's the connection? What is the promise you want them to remember? I ask God that you would speak to them boldly in this moment. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm going to ask you to to either concentrate or write down the ideas you have as to what the Lord is sharing with you about the picture in addition to Psalm 23.
going to read it one more time. And then we, as we close, I'm going to ask you to write down uh, a personal prayer about this verse and this picture that you feel like the Lord's leading you to pray. And we're going to go over that together. So I'm going to read this one more time for you. And then I'm going to ask you um, to write down or think about a prayer um, that you feel like God's leading you to share. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm going to give you a few moments to write a prayer. And then I'm going to close us in prayer. closing, I want to update you on a couple of things that you may not be aware of. One, at this church and in this ministry, we are a ministry and a church built on prayer, stabilized in prayer. We love prayer. I personally love to pray. I'm a prayer warrior. I have a spot in my house I go to, but I pray all the time. I talk to God so much, I can't believe he can hear any of you because I am constantly in his ear. With that said, we would love to pray for you. I feel like often we look to all the earthly resources we have for whatever we're facing and forget the power of the weapon we have been given, which is the prayer, that we are able to go directly to the source who controls all things. So with that said, I want to remind you that your leaders would love for you to share a prayer request with them. There is no prayer too big or too small. Any prayer, any issue, anything that's causing a boundary between you and God as a worry or a concern as a prayer that needs to be prayed about. So I want to let you know if you're not an RPC lady, or even if you are an RPC lady, you may not know about one of the gifts I feel like we have at this church is that you can go on our website, you can drop down the tab that says who we are, and you can find a drop-down button that says pray or prayer. If you click on that button, you can put in a prayer anonymously or for yourself with your name. And every Tuesday morning in this room with this music playing, our staff meets at 1030 for prayer over every prayer that comes to that website, every prayer that's given to us in a Sunday service, every prayer that staff knows about that needs to be added, those prayers are in this room, and we as a group pray over those prayers. During that prayer time is also open to the public. Any of you are always welcome to come on a Tuesday morning at 1030 and join us in praying. We would love to have you come and be a part. But I want you to know that that is at your disposal to use anytime you want, whether you come to this church on a regular basis or if you just come for study or if you just know someone who needs prayer. We would love to come alongside you and pray. So with that said, I'm going to close this in prayer. And I want to remind you as you, I'm going to ask you to come back together. You can stay where you're at. Just I would like to make sure everybody has someone near them for this next prayer. So if you'd like to go back to your seats, you, I would love for that. If you don't want to go back to your seats, just move closer to where you're by somebody. And then I'm going to close this in prayer.
As we close in prayer, I want to remind you that I'm aware that there are big, ugly, hairy prayers in this room. We tell Scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groanings too deep to bear. Those are prayers, hurts, needs that are so deep, there's not even words to describe them. I personally have prayers that I am yearning so much for God to answer that there are not even words to put, to put verbally to talk to him. He just knows. Sometimes that prayer is, Jesus, just help me. And that's a prayer. We can pray that. So one of the, the most incredible gifts we've been given is fellowship and Christian women to have community with. And that's what this room is. And so I want to let you know that we're going to have a time of prayer. And I'm going to ask if you have prayers that you need God to move in, I'm going to ask you to stand. And I'm also going to ask that even if you, have, if you know someone who needs prayer and you're interceding for them, I'm going to ask you to stand for them. So either way, I hope that you will stand for yourself or stand for someone else. If there's a lady around you as I pray that's standing, I'm going to ask you to move and put your hands on her. Praying for someone with hands on them, interceding in that way is one of the most powerful things we can do. The Lord honors those requests. So I'm going to ask you to try that out with me if you've never done before. And we're going to see God move in a mighty way. He is always good. He is always on time. He is always perfect. And I can't wait to see what he's going to do in the rest of this study. So if you'll join me and pray. If you're willing and need, I'm going to ask you to stand now. Um, if you're going to stand for someone else or for yourself. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for your word, which is trustworthy at all times, unchanging, and available. We thank you, Lord, that we have been given the spirit that leads within us and guides us. We thank you, Lord, for the way that he intercedes on our behalf before your throne. I thank you, Lord, that prayer is an option that we always have available to us. It's a communication that we have with you, a love language that you have given to us. Lord, there are women standing in this room who are facing giants, mountains, needs that there may be no vocabulary to even describe. You know what those are. There are ladies standing who know someone who had those same desires, requests, and needs. You know what those are. I ask, God, that you would move mightily in these prayer requests, that you would honor their obedience to standing for themselves or someone that they love. I ask, God, that you would move in such a way that they are awed by who you are. Lord, we ask that we would glorify you in all that we say and do. I ask, God, that you would give discernment and wisdom and peace and healing and all the things that are being prayed for right now. I ask, God, that they would find this place as a place that they can feel at home and safe and loved and seen. We thank you, Lord, that you allow us to have joy in the midst of suffering and need and hurt. I ask, God, that you would sustain these women and that you would move in a way that they stand in awe of your works. We love you, Lord, and we thank, these, thank you for these things and ask all of this in, the son, in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Please be seated. Okay, we're going to turn some lights on, and we're going to do some more fun stuff. You're like, she is not fun. Where is Chris coming back? <laughs> I am fun sometimes, I promise. <laughs> okay, as you came in, if you didn't get one, raise your hand, and Becky and some of our sweet ladies in the back will make sure you have one. But you should have a copy of Psalm 118 and Psalm 115. And it's not because I don't think you have a Bible. I know you have them. 
But I wanted you to have um, a copy that you can lay side by side because that's something I, that's the activity we're going to do now uh, with each other. Um, as I was studying and preparing for this this morning, um, I prayed for the Lord to open up what I wanted. He wanted me to share. Chris lovingly shared her lecture that she prepared for me, and it is fantastic. But those are her words, and she felt so passionately about them, I could not take her words because that is something God wants Chris to share. So we've already figured out when she is going to share that because it is so powerful. I want it to come from her mouth. Um, but he lovingly supplied something for me to share with you all too, which was something I had never seen before, and I love when he does that. You might have noticed that as you study, often we think if you study a scripture, you know it and you don't need to go back to it. But if you will continue to study and look at the same scripture you've looked at before, God will always share something new that you've never seen before. And he did that with me even yesterday as I was preparing. Um, as we read Psalm 115 and 118 together, I want you to notice some things that you might find that are similar between these two areas of scripture that I had never noticed before. There are some promises and some truth that he emphasizes and repeats because he wants us to remember that. He knows that we are a, a world and a people that have a lot of things on our brain, a lot of things in our mind, and that often we need to be reminded repeatedly of different things. I personally need to be reminded continuously of many things. And so that is a love gift to us from him these reminders in scripture that we find that continue to tell us who he is, what his character is, and what he wants us to know about how much he loves us. So if you'll join me, we're going to read through Psalm 115 first. Feel free to mark on these in any way you want to. Feel free to circle words that you notice that are repeating, um, that are emphasized. Um, this is for you to work. And I'm hoping that he shares something with you in this that I didn't even see and that you can tell me about. Psalm 115 says, not to us, Lord, not to us. But to your name be the glory, because of your love and faithfulness. Why do the nations say, where is their God? Our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him, but their idols are silver and gold made by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear, noses but cannot smell. They have hands but cannot feel, feet but cannot walk, nor can they utter a sound with their throats. Those who make them will be like them, and so will all who trust in them. All you Israelites, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. House of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. You who fear him, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. The Lord remembers us and will bless us. He will bless his people, Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron, he will bless those who fear the Lord, small and great alike. May the Lord cause you to flourish, both you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to mankind. It is not the dead who praise the Lord, those who go down to the place of silence. It is we who extol the Lord, both now and forevermore. Praise the Lord. The areas that I noticed when I was reading through the scripture are verses 9 through 11 where he repeats that we should trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. What I love is verse 11 where he says, you who fear the Lord. That is written for all of us. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is your help and shield. He is the helper and he is the protector. He is the good, good father. He steps in and he helps and he shields as a protector. In verse 12, it tells us the Lord remembers us and will bless us. 
you will not be forgotten. The Lord is faithful. When I was doing some concentrated study a couple weeks ago, I was reminded of all the areas that I'm wanting the Lord to move in, and he's not moving in yet. So he and I had discussion. He won. And then we had discussion about all the areas that I forget that he's faithful in every single day. I get up every morning and never wonder if the sun will be out. He never forgets. I go to bed every night and never wonder if the stars and the moon will come out. He never forgets. There are areas of our lives that we don't give him the power and the thanks that he is due. He is working in so many ways we can't fathom, but he is faithful. Even when everything else in my life is swirling, the sun comes up and it goes down. The moon goes out and it moves. The seasons change, albeit a lot in Texas. The seasons change. He is faithful in so many areas. That's the treasure hunting. That's where you have to look when you're needing to see where God's moving. The Lord remembers us and will bless us. If you'll turn to Psalm 118, we're going to read that. And this is a little bit longer, but there's some really good stuff in here. Feel free to mark on this one also. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say his love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say his love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say his love endures forever. When hard-pressed, I cried out to the Lord, and he brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in triumph on my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than trust in humans. It's better uh, all the nations surround me. But in the name of the Lord, I cut them down. They surrounded me on every side. But in the name of the Lord, I cut them down. They swarmed around me like bees, but they were consumed as quickly as burning thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them down. I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. The Lord has done this very has done it this very day. Let us rejoice and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light to shine upon us. With bows in hand, join the festal procession up to the horns at the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. In verses 2 through 4, we're reminded that his love endures forever. Those are promises. And again, we are told that those who fear the Lord say his love endures forever. He delivers and he brings you to a safe place. He is our helper. We're told that he, to trust in God, that he is our strength and he is our defense. He will strengthen you, not as this world will strengthen you, in a much more powerful way. And he is your defense. 
when, in verse 5, where it says that when hard-pressed, I cried out to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. Often, you can feel like you are truly being pressed. Like the world is on your shoulders, and I can't take anymore. You can physically feel your shoulders start to pull down. This is what he's talking about here is he brought him into a spacious place. He removes, takes the edge off. He allows a time to breathe. I am someone, I, I don't like turtlenecks. I don't like chokers. I, there's something about my neck. I don't like anyone, anything up here. That is what often I feel like is I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting strangled. I'm, I'm being pressed. The Lord will relieve that. And when you feel it coming back on, you go back to the word. You go back to his presence. And he will enter in. That's a promise that he makes. We are repeatedly told through both these passages that he will bless those who fear the Lord, small and great alike. That means everyone who loves the Lord is included in that grouping. Everyone who is a Christ child fears the Lord, and therefore we are protected. He is trustworthy. He is faithful. He is perfect, and he is present at all times. Continual reminders that we can come back to the place we can trust, his word and his presence. And be reminded of who he is when we need a reminder. Let me close this in prayer. And then Hannah's going to come out and lead us in an incredible worship. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the time that we've been able to concentrate on what you wanted to hear us to hear from you today. I thank you for the awesome opportunity to sit amongst these women, to learn from them, to love them, to allow them to pray for me, to pray for them. I ask God that you would watch over Chris and that you would heal her that she would rest well and get better quickly and be back with us next week. We love you, Lord, and thank you for the loving hands that love on this class, for the friendships that existed before class and the new friendships that have begun and the friendships that are yet to come. We thank you for the community that you have established in this church. I ask for your abundant blessings on the rest of this morning and that our conversations would glorify you. We love you and thank you and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.